The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So I'm curious what kinds of questions you have. I wanted to, to, to take questions, questions about practice in meditation, practice um, in daily life, or a topic that you're interested in. It could be pretty much anything. I just wanted, I wanted to hear from you um, and see what, what's of interest to you this evening. You're welcome to, if you don't want to be recorded, you can type into the chat. Or you can put your hand up like this. There's, you know, it's, there's only one page of people, so I could see you if you raise your hand like this. Or you could use your Zoom hand. And if you're on the phone, there's one person on the phone here. I'm not sure if you can raise a Zoom hand there, but if you'd like to ask a question, you could in a silent time in between questions, potentially just break in and, and ask a question. So any Any questions? Sarah. Oh, wait, let me make it possible for you to unmute. Okay. Um, My question is, um, in doing the open awareness, like what what is obvious right now, or um, especially when I sort of um, like wake up back into being aware, like after having been a little bit lost, a lot of times, like what's the most strongly um, obvious in that moment is, um, is thinking and both the content of thoughts and just how it feels in the body. Um, and I guess I'm kind of wondering, um, it doesn't necessarily seem like like that's what I want to do in my meditation. It's just kind of like, okay, thinking, 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 content of thoughts. Like, so is there like enough, like another way in the open practice to kind of work with that? Yeah, I think this, this is a great question. Um, how do we relate to thinking in our meditation practice, basically, is what you're, you're asking. I mean, in this case, you're, you're asking about it in terms of coming back into awareness. And there it is, you know, that's often what we notice, actually, when we come back into awareness that we are thinking, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the what we what we notice. Um, and sometimes, depending on the habit of of meditation. I mean, sometimes um, we have a very strong habit in meditation of coming back to a particular object with um, when we wake up, when we come back into awareness. And it's almost like we jump over whatever's there in the moment of, of awareness returning to just kind of come back to the breath or something like that. That can be a very strong meditation habit. And um, the fact that you're 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 seeing, you know, that that you're waking up into thinking and that you're noticing thinking, it sounds like that that particular habit is not at play in in your in your practice. But I just want to speak to that to start, because that's a very strong um, 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 tendency that we have. Uh, We've learned we've learned a meditation technique and it's almost hard to stop doing it. And so, you know, it's, uh, I think in that, in that case, what I'd encourage, and this will get back to your question, Sarah, um, 
what I'd encourage is to, in that moment where you've kind of jumped back to the breath or something, is to is to pause for a moment. You know, if you notice that you've kind of quickly come back to the breath, pause for a moment and and check in and see what has been the effect of thinking. You know, you have been lost. There has been the, the mind that has gone out and wandered. And that wandering, the um, when the mind wanders into thought, it has a very powerful effect on our experience. Different kinds of thought will shape different experiences for us. If we've kind of wandered into a, a kind of an active thinking uh, about something we have to do or something we need to plan or a conversation we had that created some energy to it. You know, when we wander into those kinds of thoughts, it creates a lot in our present moment experience. And if we kind of just jump over that, if we notice, oh, thinking, planning, we do the requisite note, you know, check, (laughs) I've noted it and I'm going to come back to the breath. If we do that, then it's almost like we're not really taking in or acknowledging what has happened. The, that, that planning or that remembering or that judging or that fantasizing or that arguing or whatever had happened has shaped our experience, has probably put some, um, um, emotions into our system or it's, um, created sensations in the body. And if we jump over it, then what can happen if we just like come back to the breath? What can happen is that those emotions can kind of, come into our meditation underground. It's like that. It's like they'll just start infusing how we're paying attention to, to that experience. So maybe if we've, we've had some anxiety or some frustration around a planning, we come back to the breath and, you know, that anxiety or that frustration can kind of creep into the meditation without our being consciously aware of it because we haven't consciously recognized it. And so this is some of the value of really taking in when you return from uh, thinking, you know, when you, when you, you're, the mindfulness returns and you have been thinking to really take in what is here. So what, what has happened in, in that moment when, when mindfulness returns there and you're noticing, okay, thinking is happening. I would encourage kind of the question or the, the exploration, not, not just to look at the content. I mean, that there's, there's, there's multiple pieces to, to thoughts. There's the content, which is the, um, you know, the, the story or the narrative of the thought. And there's how that narrative has affected us. That, so with, you don't have to push away the content, but see if you can more broadly open to how that content affected your experience. So there's the content and the um, body sensations and any emotions that may be present. There can be quite a bit going on there. And if you find one of the things that that sometimes happens um, when we return from thinking, um, the, the, you know, the, the mind is kind of hooked into the content and not so much noticing the effect of the content. And so that's the piece really to explore. What's, how has that content affected you? How has it affected the body? What emotions are present? 
so that you just kind of um, open up to that. You don't, you don't have to uh, stay with the content. It might still be there, but that's, that's not so much what is, um, is of interest. We're more interested in the experience in the present moment. And the, th- the, con- the content is part of the experience in the present moment. But in terms of the bare experience, there is a thought that's arising. That's kind of the bare experience of thinking. It's like, yes, there is thinking that's arising. And there's body sensation. There's feeling that is, that's arising. The content is... Um, Yeah, the, the content is, is not so interesting for us in our meditation. Now, in daily life, the content, we do have to work with the content. But, but in, in our meditation, when you wake up from, from the, the thinking, you know, look at how the content has affected you. And maybe let go of the, of the content. You don't, we don't actually have to hold on to something in order to observe it. That's, that's another piece that, that can happen sometimes. Like, oh, I've woken up into thinking. I need to observe thinking. And, and unwittingly, we're actually holding on to the thinking in order to look at it. So if you can just be curious about the, um, the way that thinking has affected you, that can sometimes take us out of the engagement with the content to being more curious about what what's happening in the present moment as a result of that content. In daily life, we might want to go back and forth a little bit. Content, how does it affect me? Content, how does it affect me? But in the sitting meditation, we can kind of let go of the content, recognize that we've been thinking, and just touch into how we are as a result of that thinking. If you find, and what may be happening too, um, is that, um, as you try to attend to how the the thinking affected you, it kind of pulls you back into the content. So it's it's almost like it's reminding you know that frustration or that emotion, whatever it is, reminds you of the source of it, and then you go back to it. So if that kind of is happening, if you feel yourself getting pulled back to thinking being pulled, kind of being pulled back out of awareness, then it may be, it may be time to actually let go of that. And, you know, you've, you've acknowledged how you are in connection with that content and maybe open to something simple in the present moment, like sensations of feet on the ground or hands, wherever they're contacted, just to um, um, take your attention away from that kind of magnetic pull to the think to the thoughts again. So the, I would encourage to play with it for a little while in this way to look at how has the thinking affected you. And then if you find yourself getting pulled back to the content, then to um, turn your attention to something else. You, it's fine to turn your, it's fine to use uh, something else to kind of break that pull to the, uh, to the thinking. Then the other piece I'll say about, um, that moment of, of the mind returning from being lost in thought um, in, in the, in what I was describing, it was like, you know, some kind of thinking that's active that created some kind of emotional response. 
Um, but there's a, a lot of thinking that happens in our meditation that's not like that. That's more of a like a drift out of the present moment that doesn't feel like it's got particularly a charge to it. It's more like daydreaming or like hypnagogic, you know, just like these these dreamlike thoughts or just a drift without too much actual content at all. And sometimes when we come back into um, into awareness there, we don't even really know necessarily what the thought was. We just know that we had been lost. And in that, in that kind of drifting, you know, it's really valuable to wake up into the effect of that. How has that kind of drifting affected you? Because more often than I would have ever expected, that kind of thinking actually relaxes the mind, actually settles the system. And so in waking up to, wow, the mind has been drifting, if there's no judgment, I mean, this is, this is the, there's often a judgment when we wake up from, from uh, having been lost. And that will kind of shake up the calm that had happened if, if in fact the mind had kind of drifted out of the present moment like that. That judgment can kind of shake that calm up. But, but every now and then you might notice right as you return, that there's just been this drifty, kind of dreamy, daydreamy quality in the mind. And if you can notice that, oh, where up drifty, daydreaming, and take in the effect, take in how you are, having been in that state. Very often there's more a feeling of spaciousness, of more calm, of more ease than there was before the mind wandered. And it's kind of, it's, it's kind of amazing to, uh, to see that. And so when I, when I began to notice that, you know, when I began to see that that was a possibility in terms of what could be seen when I woke up from uh, being lost in thought, it really helped to cut the judgment because, you know, at least a third, if not more. And at this point, it, it's, it's often much more than that. It's many, many of my wanders out are this kind of drifty, you know, it's just like the, the energy gets a little low, but you know it's not like it's reacting to anything it's just and 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 if the the mindfulness can wake up into that and just be aware it's like it brings the energy level of that state up to where we can know it so we can be aware of the quality of the mind that is spacious or calm or relaxed and that energy will tend to remove also the thoughts, any any kind of uh, images. Often it seems like, for me at least, it's often images in that kind of a place. Um, that that it will remove those, and they'll just be the sense of spaciousness or relaxation. And it's often quite pleasant. So you know that moment when we return from being lost. It's such a an. an it's such a beautiful moment to really be curious about how am I now? So I'm really encouraging you to do what exactly what you have been doing, Sarah, only maybe a little bit more um, checking into what's been the effect of the thinking rather than being aware of the thinking. So that may be a, a slight difference to, to what you are doing. And it can have this uh, effect of, 
of really uh, helping us to see also um, um, those calmer places when we return from a drifting kind of wandering. Thank you, Sarah. Ali. Hi, Andrea, thank you. Uh, I was going to ask something like the, uh, different with the, uh, um, these days, uh, <laughs> I don't have to do too much in my world, but I feel like I'm hurrying, even though I don't have to get anywhere, I don't have to do anything. There is a habit of hurrying all the time, you know, to get to something. And I think driven by anxiety and then, uh, but uh, I'm also wondering the, 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 another level of the question is that I'm wondering if that, this self that we're talking about is made up of all my habits. <laughs> And then, um, okay. Well, I'll, 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 say, I'll say a couple pieces about this. Um, I'll, I'll kind of respond to your first piece about the hurrying to start. Um, you know, so you're saying that you find that there's that energy of hurrying, even if you don't have anything to do. Yeah. Um, and, and are you able to notice it? Are you able to feel it? Not at the moment. I mean, it's just hab- habit and I just do it. And then... Uh, so later, I mean, very maybe five percent. I notice it five percent of the time. Okay, so if you do notice it, if you do notice the the energy or notice that you are hurrying, um, you know, last time I talked about like picking something you're interested in exploring, and so this is a good one, you know, to, to pick the habit of hurrying to see if you can wake up for it, and and. Um, what do you notice? And so that 5% of the time that you wake up into hurrying, you know, just what do you notice? Sometimes you could potentially, if you recognize, oh, hurrying is happening, and I don't have anything particularly to hurry for, then perhaps you could slow down and see, you know, if there's a, a tension when you try to slow down. You know, if if there's often, I think, with these strong habits, you say this is a kind of strong habit in your life, Often in these strong habits, sometimes the, the habit will come up just out of, out of habitual energy. And there isn't particularly, um, you know, there isn't particularly anxiety underneath it. Now, it may be that, that, the, that the, you know, the anxiety has fueled hurrying in the past when there's something that you needed to do. It's kind of like you get a little anxious and you hurry to get it done. And so it can, it can, it can kind of get set into motion or the habit can come based out of something like anxiety. But I would be curious. I mean, I would, I would explore the possibility when you notice that you're hurrying and there's no particular need for the hurrying. Mm-hmm. When you slow down, is there any anxiety there? I mean, is, is it actually there or not? How, how does one check, how does one check for anxiety? You know, in the, well, I mean, it's like just just be curious about what the experience is when okay. when the when you notice the hurrying, and if you you explore the possibility of oh, you know, I don't have anything to hurry for. Can I slow down? If there's anxiety there, there's going to be some resistance to slowing down. Oh, I see. Yeah. You know, if there's anxiety, yes. it's gonna there's gonna be no, no, I can't, I can't slow down. Yeah. So, so you know, you could you could explore and see whether there is anxiety there or not, and it may just be coming up out of the habit because with these very strong patterns, sometimes it's just the habit in play. You know, the that that 
we're just we're just so habitually engaged in that, you know, that we just do that. And there's not particularly the emotion underneath it. Sometimes when we find ourselves doing it, it's almost like that habit can then trigger the emotion, which is an interesting cycle, too. So, you know, I would, you know, just be curious a little bit about about the experience of the hurrying. And, you know, if it's happening way after the fact, like, you know, you notice once you finish something, wow, I was really hurrying with that, you know, then you can see if that hurry energy is still there a little bit. And just see if you can feel into it. You know, what does it feel like to be hurrying? And again, can you slow down? Is there is there a resistance to the slowing down at that point? Yeah. Can, can I just make a quick example of that? And there's, if there's time or no? Um, well, there's only one minute left. <laughs> if, if, if you want me to, I'll respond to the other part of your question quickly. Um, what you said about the sense of self being all of those habits you know, that's kind of what I came to, at, you know, at some point, I, I, I feel like I, I got, I was investigating, what am I taking to be me? You know, what is, what is this me? What, what is this kind of sense of who I am? And there, you know, almost always, there was some kind of sense of a familiar set of contractions or habits that were going on when I felt like, yep, this is me. And there was a whole bunch of different ones. So it's not like there's a one, a one self. So there may be the hurrying self. There may be the confused self. There may be the frustrated self. And there, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but I think what we call self is, is often connected to those habits of of clinging of reactivity that's certainly what seemed to me that whenever i kind of recognized yep it feels like i'm here right now it's like this is just some familiar set of like contractions in the body that's that's what i'm calling me that's what i'm calling self so i'd be, be curious about it you know that that's that's kind of where i landed around it so you know you be curious about it you know look at look for yourself rather than taking this as the answer look for yourself and see is there some sense of self that's not connected to some habit but the awareness that sees it is not connected to that's that. right that's right 